0: Happy New Year Combo Nation we are here can't stop won't stop Combo Nation (laughs) what is up everyone and welcome to yet another episode of Combo's Court first of the year happy 2023 to everyone who tunes in across the globe today's show Max Van Auken joins in to talk the early NBA MVP discussion Markel Fultz improved jump shot Pels or Grizzlies, and much more. You could catch Max on Instagram at Max underscore van underscore auken. You know you could catch me on Instagram at one two combo. That's O-N-E. T W O C O M B O Intro Music. Bye. Luca Beats. Let's get into it.
1: Here. We are live. It's a new year. 2022, in for the books, a historic year, um definitely for us, for the Magic Podcast. I know it was the greatest year of my life. So, before we get started for 2023, combo, do you have any words on 2022?
0: It was a great year, man. We just kept working, Max, you know, and uh, that's what we do. You no, know, a lot of great things happened in my life, and next year is going to be even better. And just recording this pod with you is Always a blessing, man. So appreciate to have you along for my journey. I'm there for your journey, and we're going to keep on going, Max Van Auken. Wow.
1: Making me uh, blush over here, Combo. No, seriously. it's uh, I've been getting a lot of engagement. A lot of people that listen to this podcast love our conversations. I believe we're the best podcasters in the industry, so it's only right. Iron sharpens iron. And I believe I'm going to throw out a uh, prediction out there since, you know, it, this is 2023 now. For the first podcast, I believe you and I are going to do more in person podcasts this year than we have for the past what three, four years we've known each other. That's my theory.
0: Wow. That's news to me and I love it.
1: All right, man. Well, hey, there's a lot going on. I know you're a Luka Donich fan. So but before we dive into that, I just want to say very quickly, uh, covered my last magic game as of right now. So I obviously it's announced, it's official. I can say it. I will be on any two point nine the game in atlanta so the next chapter of my life finished school i will be moving there this month uh and so covering my last lakers game my magic game excuse me and they played the lakers it was an unbelievable interview it was great to see the magic up close and personal one last time and uh combo so the insight will be from afar but i just wanted to share that for everyone that has been watching and tuning into that i really do appreciate it so all these thank yous to start off the podcast i guess right
0: and congrats to you, man. That's amazing. It's a new chapter. A, a very important thing in anybody's life is where they live. And I love that part of the country, man. You know, where so, we met,
1: combo, it's where we met.
0: Yeah, exactly. Atlanta. We were outside, man. It, it was no great. literally. You know, of, it was and, that, <laughs> and that's a time that nobody was really outside. But uh you know what I mean. You that's that's I mean? All a whole different story. We're not gonna get into that, but catch was, me outside. <laughs> how about that? But yeah, no, that it was great to meet you in person. And I think if I never took that trip. Who knows, like, obviously, we, we would have got along, but who knows if we would have had this podcast together without that trip, you know?
1: 100% combo. I still have your combos court sweater hanging. That's
0: amazing. In. You know, that that's the value of showing up places in person, you know, that's the
1: value. 100%. As we continue to progress as a civilization, as digital, uh, being in person still has so much more value. But all that being said, I do want to give you your flowers. I know you're very high on Luka Donich. It's not that I'm not high on Luka Donich. Uh, but I do believe Giannis is the best player in the world. But I have to just take a second because a lot of people have been coming at me was Luca's level of play, and I just want to clarify something very quickly. I said I was selling my Luca stock. I didn't mean that as in I don't think he's great. I didn't mean that. I even said he's going to put up amazing numbers. I said he's going to win MVPs. He's going to do. He's going to be on covers, magazines, everything, the whole nine yards. So. People coming at me every time he plays great, this isn't what I was meaning by selling Lucas stock. What I'm meaning is this level and brand of play, this brand of basketball does not win you championships. It just simply does not do that. So I stand by what I said, but I can acknowledge how great he's playing and I appreciate it. So I just wanted to clarify that first as we dive into that.
0: I didn't. I wasn't even aware that people were coming at you. I was very aware on your uh, LeBron MJ take. I was very uh aware about how they were coming at you about that, but I wasn't aware about this, that you actually have uh, people uh, coming at you when it comes to Luka Doncic. What exactly are they saying? What's the sentiment?
1: Well, I think when people see a caption, and I think this is happening more and more, because not everyone always watches. They read the headline, right? But they don't actually read the article, so to speak. So when I put a caption on Instagram or Twitter saying I'm selling Luka stock, and you may not watch the full video, and you keep sending me screenshots of stats, it's like, this is nothing that I meant by selling stock. I, if you watch the video, I say he is going to put up incredible astronomical numbers. He's going to win MVPs. He's an amazing basketball player. I do not hate Luka Donich. I think he's amazing. I'm just referring to with this comes the level of, of expectation of winning at certain point in time. And once we get to that point, this style of play has not been sustainable to win championships. It just simply has not. And I know I just said this, but that's why I think people are coming at me because they're not understanding what I'm meaning when I say that. It doesn't mean I don't think he's a good player. And so that's why I just wanted to clarify these screenshots that I keep receiving. I would like to say thank you, even though I'm aware of these stats. And this is only actually enhancing my point because it's going to continue to happen. It's not like this is just a
0: a flurry of great games. He's a great player who does this on the regular. Um, yeah, I mean, if they're taking screenshots of your takes, that means you're going in the right direction, right? I mean, I think that's the bottom line from it. But, you know, I've been very high on Luka Doncic for a long time now. I thought it was ridiculous that anybody passed on him in that draft, and I've been high on him ever since. I would say, like, I think he's the best player in the league, wow. and I don't want to compare him to Michael Jordan, but I've been saying that Luke is the best player in the league for a long time, and it kind of reminds me of Michael Jordan's journey because some people didn't actually want to admit he was the best player in the league until he won a championship in some regards, or they said he was the best they, they were saying he's the best individual player, but he wasn't a winner like Bird and Magic. But you need a good enough team to win a championship. So just because you're the best player in a championship team doesn't necessarily mean you're the best player in the league. And I think that's why people are confused in thinking that Giannis is the best player in the league when it's actually Luca.
1: Wow. Okay, that's an interesting take. I like that a lot. Now, I have Luca in my top three right now. Top three. And I could say two, but I'm going to, as of right now, I'm trying not to be a prisoner of the moment because at the end of the day, the postseason is where things really go down. So we've seen some amazing regular seasons, uh, a la James Harden as of late, right? Recently, you would look at his stats, you would look at his regular seasons, averaging 35 points per game, and you could say he's the best player in the world. But we know, realistically speaking, What his resume has been in the postseason, we never felt comfortable with saying that because we know it's not true. Now, Luca's a little bit different, though, because he does play spectacular in the postseason as well. So that's where I will say he's definitely separated himself from other great regular season players. Uh, Another person that's kind of in the same boat for me is not to we're just talking about the great players around the league is Jokic and yeah. he's making a case to be what well, almost he's a back-to-back MVP he's making a case that he could technically try to win it for a third straight year and for me when I hear a three-time MVP for some reason it just doesn't sit well with me if you're not in the championship discussion or if you haven't been in the finals recently or I don't think you're the best player in the world how does that sit with you? What's the question exactly, Max? I guess what I'd be asking is, are you comfortable with when we're just talking about the best players in the world, right? The conversation is the Lucas, the is the Jokic, the Durant's, the LeBrons, and the Curries, obviously. Like this is the the bubble that we talk about with the elite players. Right now Lucas balling out, and the other name that I always hear is Jokic, yeah. and he's making a case to win another MVP, which would be three in a row. Would you feel comfortable? saying he's – would you be comfortable giving him a third MVP in a row, even though we don't really think they're going to make it to the finals? We don't really think they're going to make it – win a championship, and we don't really think he's the best player in the world. How many people have won three in a row and not had any of
0: those and said, yeah, we agree with that? So, yeah, I mean, I think the voter fatigue thing is a real thing, right? Um, But, like, all the advanced numbers say – and people love the numbers when they're talking about Jokic because he blows everybody out the water – Mm-hmm. And that kind of stuff. Um, I'm not mad at him winning three in a row if he deserves to win three in a row because not back to Michael Jordan. I don't want to keep going back to Michael Jordan, but there was a year that he didn't win because of voter fatigue. Carl Malone won it, right? But Jordan was the best player in the year, was the best player in the league and he's deserved to win MVP. So I don't think it's a problem to give Jokic the award if he deserves to win it. Like if it's eight years in a row and you're the most valuable player eight years in a row, you should win it. My only thing is, is I don't think he's the most valuable player. I actually think Luka Doncic is.
1: Right. See, now, I think I would have a problem with it. Not to, sound, not to drink the haterade
0: right here, but, but... But even if you feel he's the most valuable player, you don't think he deserves the award? I just don't think he is. I don't think he was last season. Oh, I don't but, think he is this he, season. If you did feel he was, you wouldn't be... It wouldn't bother you that he won three in a row, right?
1: No, but yeah, oh. but my I think what would bother me... Okay, so LeBron never won three in a row. No. Now, I'm just saying there's a lot of great players out there who haven't won the award that should have, like to your point, clearly the most valuable player, clearly is deserving the award, but didn't receive it because of voter fatigue. And so I think when looking and evaluating at Jokic's game, because there's been so many players who've been gypped in the past who I believe are far more valuable, and just simply better players, with all due respect, because I think Jokic is amazing. I think it would just rub me the wrong way when I look at it from that aspect. If that makes sense? Yeah. Um, sound like a hater a little bit, doesn't it?
0: <laughs> I mean, you're just not as high on Jokic as other people are.
1: I think he's. I think he's the most skilled big man of all time, and I love Akeem Olajuwon, but. I'm going to give Jokic his flowers. I'm just, I'm just curious to how long – I mean, we can appreciate great players, great moments, great games. Not everyone's going to win championships. Clearly understand that. But when you start talking about three MVPs, I'm now kind of more interested in what you can do in, as, in far, as far as winning a championship. Right? Because at the end of the day, that's what they're all trying to do. Well, it's a regular season award, right? Yeah. And I don't know. I guess my expectations become a lot higher once I see a lot more of success.
0: So you're saying your MVP vote depends on if they their success in the playoffs the year before? No, that's not that's not what I'm saying. I mean, that's kind of what you're saying because you're you're saying that like you want to see your MVPs do better in the playoffs than maybe some of their counterparts, right?
1: Yeah, I, I think it takes away a little bit from the MVP award when you win it, and then we know you're getting bounced.
0: You know? what Okay, I mean? so you're saying there, in your opinion, there should be some influence. With the okay, playoffs.
1: Then yes, you're correct. I, I I believe so. I remember, and I think the biggest eye-opener for me was when Russell Westbrook was winning, which this, by the way, the whole MVP system is, I think, idiotic, or it's medieval thinking. You know opinion. what
0: it is? You know what it is? I don't know if they give
1: exact guidelines for it. I think they that's don't. maybe one of the so issues. So it's so open for interpretation. Like, you should just say the best player award. I've said this for, a while, for years now. So then now players feel like there's actually something more to fight for in a sense because hey i was voted the best player in the world this year and you can start comparing resumes on how long you've been the best player in the world for but valuable is so so open for interpretation so one year get this one year russell westbrook and you know this got the triple double it was the narrative kevin durant just left boom gets the mvp the next year he averages a triple double again and does not receive the mvp same same amount of wins basically Same playoff success, even though it's a regular season award, same statistical type of season, did not get it. But because we like the fact that it was the first time someone has gotten a triple-double since the big O, Oscar Robertson, we gave him that first year. makes no sense. Giannis will win it one year. His next year, he actually is putting up better numbers. Team is still right where it normally is, doesn't get it. So I think I'm just more frustrated with the, like you said, the criteria. There's no real fundamental criteria for the award itself. And so – With for me, if you're going to win three MVPs, that's a very rare conversation that you're now entering. And with that should come the expectations of winning way more than just the MVP, if that makes sense, because of how elite that group is that you're entering now.
0: Yeah, I think you just have a different set of guidelines that you'd like to see the award be used for, right? But I do think at the end of the day, it's a regular season award, and Jokic is like on off numbers are ridiculous. Yeah, and as you said, one of the most skilled big men to ever play, if not the most skilled. And like, he p- kind of plays so many different roles on that team, like playing point guard and center, right? He's like a point center as Rashad Phillips would call him, right? 100%. So he, ha- he has such a unique position. His advanced stats are ridiculous. And he's th- probably the best passer in the NBA and a three-level scorer at that When especially when his three-point shot is hitting, which at times it doesn't, but lately it has. So, He's just an amazing player. And, like, it's just that the talent pool is so much deeper. There's just more MVP-level players than ever right now.
1: I agree. It's going to be a really, really tough race. I mean, Jason Tatum, we haven't even brought
0: him up because, because – think- Because I'm, I'm like – like, people probably <laughs> think I'm like the anti-Tatum guy. <laughs> like you're the anti-Luca guy. <laughs> I know, but I know. honestly, he, he's not in my top five, though. I don't think he, my top five right now, I don't think he would be in it. If I were to
1: list it right now, it would go number one is Giannis, two is Curry, three is Luka, four would be Jokic, and then five is really open for interpretation if you want to say Durant. Bro, you got you, wanna... you got
0: you got to have Durant at the top five. You have I to.
1: don't think I do. Come on, you guys, stop. Please stop. It, we... Like I said, if you want to put Durant, you want to put Tatum, you want to put LeBron, I think fifth is open for interpretation.
0: That guy is unstoppable, Max.
1: I love Durant. Yes, I love him. But those four, to me, have solidified themselves in that conversation. And, I mean, you can't even forget about Embiid as well, which we haven't brought up. Uh, but Embiid always puts up amazing numbers the as Nets well. Are,
0: the Nets are number two in the East right now. Two games behind the Celtics.
1: Come on, yeah, they, man. His,
0: his team is doing better than Giannis's. They caught fire, for sure.
1: And yeah. don't bring up Giannis. Don't do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> More open to saying that Luka is the best player in the NBA right now.
1: No, I mean, he's in the discussion, of course, but I still think it's Giannis. I mean, the way Giannis impacts the game defensively uh, is far greater. It's not even in, in the same stratosphere defensively at all. Offensively, Giannis is still crazy efficient. Obviously, he's not as offensively polished. He's not shooting threes like Luka. His handle isn't like Luka. But Gian- Giannis is an underrated passer. He's won a championship as the best player on the best but remember
0: remember oh i guess i said best player i guess we're not talking mvp anymore so the the playoff stuff matters and championships matter yeah 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 Giannis has the
1: hardware Giannis has the championships he has the mvps and to me not to sound so did you say
0: championships
1: well it's gonna happen so sorry i just you know just thinking in the future i was like uh, i was
0: like i was like am i missing something here (laughs) He To me, though, his impact
1: defensively compared to the difference between Luka and Giannis offensively is you can say Luka's better. I can say Giannis is better. You can make an argument for both. As far as skilled, I'll definitely give it to Luka. But as far as their impact, you can make cases for both. Defensively, there's no discussion.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, he's a better – this is my thing when comparing Luka and Giannis. Giannis is the better two-way player. Right. But as I always say, defense and offense – aren't created equal when we're talking basketball. In my opinion, offense is always more important. And therefore, Luca is actually the better basketball player, in my opinion.
1: I think you play a little like Luca, So I feel like there's a little oh, place of well, that in your, man, in your
0: heart. I, I appreciate that. You must be watching the one-two combo highlights.
1: I do. So I feel like Luca has a special place in your heart because
0: you see a little bit of yourself in him. Maybe. You never know. Like I'm sure, like even Rashad, I'm sure he has a special place in his heart for Allen Iverson, right?
1: Mm. see now me i would have a special place in my heart for either jordan or
0: lebron i've gotten compared to both yeah i think i see the jordan thing i kind of see you kind of fly through the air you know
1: yeah that's what i've been told <laughs> that's, that's what i've been told in the layup line
0: <laughs>
1: but uh you know it, it, to your point though it really has been like this season and it's still early of course so there's going to be players like we just saw Lucas as of late. And I mean, even LeBron's having a great stretch of games. There's, there's so much that's still yet to happen to influence the yeah, award. But as of, as of right now, there's so many people making cases. Like and we, like we, we kind of glossed over Jason Tatum a little bit, but he's having a great season. And we just talked about how it's like the nets and the Celtics on the top of
0: the East. Even to, even to push back on my own point, because I always, I do think Luca is literally the best player in the NBA, but I mean, Every if you have somebody you think is the best player, there's going to be moments in the season where you could kind of like pull up your receipts and uh bump your chest out and show that your guy's the best because everybody got their phases, right? Because everybody's mm-hmm. going to have a stretch where they're really hot. And this happens to be Luca's stretch. So, you know, there's going to be a time somewhere where Giannis is going to put up like a couple 40-point games and then yep. you could pull up your receipts. So I know it is somewhat of that. But I've been saying for a long time that luke is the best player in the nba and not only that i predicted Jokic was going to win last year Doncic will win this year and then anthony edwards next year and i do think i'll be at least two for two for three and anthony edwards he's been he's been playing better so uh, hopefully i go three for three you know uh
1: you and i both agreed with the luke mvp this season um i will say this as well um i believe man what
0: I had this theory combo and I was well, just hold about on to, to that. Hold on to that theory. I wanted to put on my um, interviewer cap on because you were in the building for the magic game. Right. With the Lakers. Obviously, you interviewed LeBron. So obviously you were there. Um, Markel Fultz, man. His jump shot is looking a lot better. We always talk about how scary that team is. Does that make them even more scary if Markel becomes a reliable three point shooter? I mean, yeah, of course,
1: you always want to have more shooters, and that's actually what the Magic desperately need. I believe they're the worst shooting three-point team in the league. If not the worst, they're definitely up there. Um, but we want to know what I hear the most of because, of course, Markel Fultz is a gifted playmaker, and he's very physical for a guard. He has great size. So adding that to answer your question would, <clears throat> of course, elevate everyone around him and himself. But every single time an away team, I usually would go into the away locker room or the away uh, postgame presser every single time the coaches will talk about how big the Orlando magic are. Like just the fact that they can have bowl or Mo and then Wendell Carter's back into the lineup. And then you have France and then you have Paolo. Like they are such a huge team. It's like this conversation about the magic now is completely different where they're like, yeah, this is, this team, this is like one of the teams of the future right now. Oh. And that reminds me after I'll let you respond to that about what
0: my theory was. So what I wanted to ask you, though, is do you see a huge difference? Because I do on the video. With I do. Mark, my, yeah, Markel's jump shot. Because, man, that thing had a crazy hitch at one point. Yeah. Like, I don't more, know what was going so much on. More and then fluid. the reports. I mean, I don't know if you remember this. Like, I was talking about this on my podcast way back. And there was just, like, reports that some people said it was an injury. Some people said it was mental. Some people said it was a shoulder. But that jump shot was not looking right. And the energy transfer just looks so much better at this point.
1: 100%. It's so much more fluid. And, you know, and that's a testament to kind of like what we always say a microwave society. You just have to give players an opportunity to develop. Like, yeah. it just does not happen overnight. Like, you have to let these guys put in the time, put in the work. It's an in game thing. You can shoot well and practice all day long, but it's different when there's an NBA defender on you. So now that you're starting to see that, it's just
0: getting better and better. <laughs> to, to that point, like, people have been going. At the Warriors' younger players. And obviously, they're playing better now, but like these guys are in their second year. And like people are screaming at them just because they happen to be on a contender that these guys are supposed to be like NBA ready champions, right? Even though they actually are champions, but they have to be playing at a championship level throughout the whole year. But if you really watch the trajectory of most young players, it's not like Luka, it's not like LeBron. And, you know, the development of a young NBA player is not always linear. So I think people do have to have patience when we're talking about talented young players.
1: 100%. You look at Giannis, you look at Kobe, Col- like Kobe struggled early. Right. On. right. Just, it happens. But this is what I was going to mention, talk about young players, talk about the projection. I've really... I thought Coach Willie Green was going to be the coach of the year last year. Combo, they were my dark horse entering this year. The Pelicans are legit. I would not be surprised. Not only if the Pelicans go to the Western Conference Finals, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Zion in the Finals, either this year or next year. Like I am so impressed by what Coach Willie Green, the Pelicans, Zion, Ingram, McCollum, what they've been able to do um, so early in this unit's like, chemistry and put, like, camaraderie already. Uh, because obviously Zion, in and out of that lineup, they weren't hundred percent used to playing with Zion McCullum, uh, McCullum. just gets added to the team. B.I. has been there. Valanchunas like what the Pelicans are is a team that no one wants to play in the West. How impressed have you been with them?
0: They're fantastic. And I think the question is who has a better chance to win a championship Them or the Grizzlies because the Grizzlies have been on this trajectory for Pelicans. No, no, I know. And I'm saying the Pelicans or the Grizzlies. Like those are the two young teams that I think could surprise everybody. You know,
1: I would take the Pelicans in a heartbeat and I love job, but without, okay, let me ask you a question. So not that the Grizzlies don't have nice young pieces, but I feel so comfortable if Zion is like, like let's just say he gets like, God forbid, like he got hurt. He's out of the lineup or he's having a bad game. B.I. can easily give you 25. McCollum could easily give you 25. Like there's just so many people that you have to worry about with the Pelicans. So
0: you're you're not surprised if they win a championship this season
1: uh championship i would be a little surprised i won't be surprised if they reached that like like almost kind of like what phoenix did in a sense obviously they had more veteran players with cp3 i wouldn't be surprised if they go to the finals or the western conference finals i would be surprised if they actually won the whole thing this year i wouldn't be surprised next year normally to take that big of a leap there's got to be that one year in between where it's like okay western conference finals this team's legit next year i could see it so for them to take that leap and within one season would be a little bit surprising, but I am so high on the Pelicans.
0: Yeah, I think there is more variance this season, and something like that could actually happen because those top teams aren't really healthy, like with the Lakers and the Warriors, right? Right. So that like takes two. Two. That could possibly take two contenders out of the mix if they can't be themselves, right? So, um, like we see with AD's injury and then Steph's injury now, even though the Warriors are playing great without him like that's something that happens with teams for some reason. Like sometimes their best player goes out and they play better in the regular season, but obviously they don't have the same ceiling and they won't be able to win without Steph in the playoffs. If that, if it comes down to that and I, hopefully he comes back healthy. We actually saw that with the Grizzlies last year when Jawa went out, they started playing better. Um, but, you know, with the Pelicans, I mean, they could play in a lot of different ways. They have an unstoppable force, uh, an unstoppable force with Zion. CJ started shooting better lately. So we haven't actually even seen them all on the floor playing well yet together for a long stretch of time. So if they could integrate BI back to what they're already doing with CJ playing better, they got defenders like, like um, Herb Jones, and mm-hmm. they, got all, they, got, they got all kinds of stuff, and they could play in all kinds of ways. So, yeah, they really are a contender.
1: Pelicans, Bucks finals. Could you imagine Giannis,
0: Zion? I would love it. I'm rooting yeah, for that. Yeah, two one-name guys. You got I'm Colin right. Coward loves the one-name guys.
1: Jordan, LeBron. Curry, Giannis,
0: it, it's out there. Come on now. Yes, most is t- definitely. Is Tatum
1: is Tatum a one one worder, or do we usually say Jason Tatum?
0: JT, JT, and JB <laughs> combo.
1: We're your, uh, the best podcasters in the game. I'm going to brag and pat ourselves on the back and say that start off the year. I have big aspirations for this show.
0: I'm I'm excited for it, and I'm excited to make those in person podcasts happen. You could catch Max on Instagram and Max Van Auken. Actually, you can catch him there on Max underscore Van underscore Auken. You can catch me whatnot. on Instagram at 1-2 Combo. And uh, subscribe to Believe in Magic. Subscribe to the MVP and subscribe to Combo's Court. Max, we're out of here. We're out. There it was, yet another episode of Combo's Score. Thank you to everyone who tunes into the show across the globe. Don't forget to rate, review, and punch down on that subscribe button. If you would like to receive bonus Combo's Court content, Check out the Patreon page. I'll leave a link in the show notes for that. And, of course, don't forget to share this episode. Share it on Twitter. Share it on Facebook. Share it on LinkedIn. Share it on those IG stories. That's right. Take a screenshot of this episode, wherever you're listening to it, and post it on your IG stories. Tag me on there at 12combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. So I see it. Be on the lookout for another episode of Combo's Court. Combo, out.